So, you know, just to kind of riff on that as well, like, would you say that you're someone who has built a, a great company culture? I would say very good. Three, two, one, go. Hello, everybody, and welcome to How to Scale an Agency. We're going to be focusing on all the ways in which your business can grow and scale online as a digital marketing agency. The digital marketing agency space has never been easier to get into. And on this podcast, we're going to help uncover all the tricks and tools of the trade that digital marketing agency owners are doing today to help them achieve the scale necessary to be wealthy, prosperous, and do good in the world. We hope you enjoy this podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Hi, everybody. I'm on with Patrick Coombe, the CEO and founder of Elite Strategies, located in South Florida. Patrick, thank you for having me on the show. Thank you very much for having me, Lucas. Really great to meet you. It's a pleasure. And I will say, after looking through your website, doing some uh, research there, you guys have, I mean, you do website development, so I assume, but you have some really great designs on the site. Did you make those, like the the image of the astronaut doing a backflip. Was that you? Or did you hire someone to do that? How'd you do it? I have to confess that was a, um, that's some stock work right there. But <laughs> I have to say it's some beautiful stock imagery, right? It is. Yes. I always wonder, you know, I always wondered at that because I am a developer, but I'm not really a designer. So I always wonder how people put those together. Did you guys put right. a spin on it? Like with all that little stuff? Yes. You just find it? yes, we did put a little bit of a spin on it, but um, definitely the bulk of the inspiration was from the artist. And um, I could probably provide that link to that artist afterwards. Definitely like to give him some credit, but um, there's so much good work out there. It's like, sometimes it's better to just fish from the pool of experience yeah. rather than creating your own, so to speak. So I get that. I but then a lot of other stuff on our website, without a doubt, a lot of custom development, a lot of custom design yeah. um, as well. And that's, um, we just launched that about, uh, I would say a month ago. So, Have you noticed any uptick and in, in any interest from customers from la launching the new site? Or do you think it's just better for the brand in the long run? I think better for the brand. Definitely not even long enough for me to answer that question yet. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, we're, we're holding our own. Our um, Part of our sales process is directing our new clients to our website. So right. um, one of the goals of making the new website was to make it easier for us to run through our services, who we are and what we do easier, you know, within a, you know, quick elevator pitch. Right. So we talked about the beginning that your business is doing over seven figures in revenue. Do you mind? I mean, you don't have to, you don't feel compelled, but do you mind sharing your guys' revenue so far this year? Or I could answer that afterwards. I haven't, I haven't looked at them um, in, a, in a little while, but yeah, you know, we're, we're doing well, million dollar well. agency for sure. Good. Yeah. Good, good. And, and how long did it take you guys to get there? Okay, so 2009, we incorporated. 2011, 12, and 13, I would say we were under half a million. Hmm. The following years, 13, 14, 15, we broke six figures, or seven right. figures, sorry. And then um, from there, I would say 20, 30, 50% growth year over year which, you know, brings us to where we are now. Right. And I really have to say, um, my wife and I are both co-founders. She really handles sales and growth a lot more than I do. Right. You know, I really need to give her most of the credit in terms of um, sales growth 
and agency right. growth for that. What is your main focus, would you say? Um, CTO, um, nice. I would say, um, you know, mostly services, making sure that we're, um, that we're up to date, making client happiness. Yeah. Just basically, um, CTO, I would say with someone up quickly. Right. Right. And with the growth that you guys experienced over this time, I know we talked about at the beginning as well, that it's, uh, how to scale an agency is the name of the podcast. Not how to, not necessarily how to scale an agency fast. I think a lot of people do. Right. And honestly, now that I've reached a certain point in my business as well, I'd actually much rather take, you know, cash flow over necessarily even having a, you know, $10 million agency, right? So right. without getting to the nitty gritty of the finances behind it, have you noticed that correlation as you've grown that because you've grown slower, you guys have been able to maintain healthy profits throughout or has there had to be things that you did to get to that point that didn't necessarily correlate to slow growth or medium paced growth or whatever you'd call it? Well, I'll tell you what, having a nice profit margin allows you to make some healthy mistakes. So um, if you do make some of those mistakes, whether it be, you know, hiring or trying out a new service and right. you do have that little bit of padding there, it'll allow you to um, make those mistakes without having to downsize or let anyone go. Right. And um, I will say that all of our 10 plus years, we've never had to let anyone go due to finances, including COVID. So I think that's definitely one of the benefits of not scaling fast. I like to be good to people. I like to be, you know, I, like, I treat my staff like family. I like to hang out. I like to have fun. That to me is more important than having a Bentley or, you know, a beach house or something like that. Um, I love what I do. And um, I like to work with people that also love what they do. But, you know, wouldn't mind getting rich on the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. What would you say is the one thing that allowed you to get to multi-seven figures? I definitely think one of the mistakes I've seen a lot of our local agencies make was starting like a shady call room. Mm. And um, as a side effect of these shady call centers or like get rich quick tactics, they get bombarded with negative reviews, negative press, just a bad sentiment. Right. And that kind of just snowball snowballs into, you know, the ship just starts to crumble. Yeah. And um, so just being good to your customers, if they're upset, just refunding them. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah, we don't fight people for these contracts. Yeah. It just, it never works out. Right. So, yeah. it, it really doesn't. And um, that's kind of the, strategy we take as well. Like uh, mm -hmm. the, the way our model works is based on only acquisitions. So like we only get paid if, if a deal is closed. Right. So right. that to us creates perfect alignment with the company. And I feel like that's what a lot of people do miss nowadays is sure. aligned with the brand. Right. Um, they're just charging money and, and the clients either not happy. They didn't like what they got. Or I, I heard from this book I was just reading the other day, uh, they were saying that th there was this one, I guess, company that used this as their copy on their website, they said, if you don't feel like jumping into shark infested waters to save us from, you know, drowning and getting eaten by sharks at the end of 30 days, uh, then don't, you know, wow. then you get your money back in full. Right. So like right. you either have to be a zealot or, you know, you get your money back, which I thought was a good copy to use and also aspirational for the brand, you know, and to that point about, you know, people and, 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 and having your time and everything like that, I do notice that you're in an office. So mm -hmm. what I have noticed from interviewing a lot of seven-figure agencies, multi-seven-figure agencies, that 
it's it's definitely disproportionate where which makes sense where uh, a lot of the large agencies are still in offices smaller agencies it's more skewed towards remote but then you do mm-hmm. see some larger agencies that are all remote um how has it been being in person you know through covid and everything and what have sure. you done to kind of maintain company culture team culture with all this in mind we weren't remote for a very long time we very early came up with a strategy so that some or all of us could come into the office some or all of the time. Mm-hmm. We had a little wiggle room. We have some government contracts, which allows us to call ourselves essential. So we did work remote for a period of weeks or months. And then we did a team A, team B thing and did like separated desks where everyone had a comfortable length of space. So I don't know. I, I keep hearing that like everyone you know, wants to work remote, they, they love working from home, but everyone here, um, I would say 80% of the people were like miserable working from home, were like dying to come back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it definitely is something that I've noticed people who are a very much collaborative love to do, uh, mm-hmm. especially in the marketing world, collaboration is definitely key. I think for me, I'm, I'm a very much like a product person also because I am a developer. I'm that 20% who likes working by myself. Most uh-huh. of the time. But I do know that, yes, there's a lot of people that want to work uh, with other people. So, you know, just to kind of riff on that as well, like, would you say that you're someone who has built a, a great company culture? I would say very good. Yeah. You what know, would take it to great? What do you think would take well, it to great? Well, I mean, you see these companies, agencies with like sliding boards and like, robots in their agencies i think those are great yeah (laughs) um i people generally don't quit here because they're unhappy Mm. Um, most of the departures we've seen have been for family reasons or um you know relocating or or um you know something like that so um that's why I think it's good. And we're always looking to give more benefits or more perks or, or something like that. We laugh a lot. So that's awesome. Um, yeah. yeah. So sure. what's your guys goals over the next uh, 12 months or 24 months or, or, or mm. even, even, even more than that, I guess, what's the end goal with the agency? I'd like to move offices to an office where there could be more like-minded individuals around not necessarily agencies, but tech companies. Right now we're around like, we're in like kind of a medical building. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of like wheelchairs and stuff going on. People <laughs> go out for breaks. There's no one yeah. really to talk to. So yeah, that would be like the big goal. Okay. And um, the other service oriented goal is I would like to d- expand one of our departments that is not SEO. So that would be either social media or content. I would like to expand those into a real deal department that's kind of uh, interdependent, so to speak. Right. One thing we can do towards the end of this this interview is kind of focus more on some of the strategic ways that younger agencies maybe can can get to where you're at. Right. So Definitely. if you had to give a step by step checklist that you know could could help an agency get from point A to point B and point B meaning, you know, uh, multi seven figures. How would you lay that out for a newer agency or uh, up and coming agency? Absolutely. Got to think on that for a little bit, but um, (laughs) come up with that without a doubt. Would you say it's been mainly because of uh, like finding the right kind of clients? Would you say it's been mainly because of increasing client LTV? 
what, what would you say has been the main driver of that? So, yeah, retention rate definitely is very key. It's hard to scale a company that relies on uh, recurring revenue, you know, when you find that they're canceling every six months. Right. So that's a big one, but also going after the right type of clients. Mm-hmm. I see a lot of agencies that they like working with, say, rehabs or lawyers, but they're not very good at keeping them and they're not very good at getting them ranked or, or designing those type of websites. Yeah. So definitely finding the right type of clients and then like being so good to them, like, mm-hmm. you know, it's not just about schmoozing them, but finding the right project manager to deal with them on the phone. Some of them, you know, they, they hate dealing with uh, certain personalities. So right. You got to know when to cut that cord and put them on with someone else. And then you got two years of happiness with that client. Yeah. They love working with them. Well, and, and and one thing I noticed, it's like a continuum when I, uh, on the larger agencies, I noticed that they start to skew more towards, it's not everybody who does this, but they usually mm-hmm. skew more towards longer term contracts, higher retainers, pickier client choices. Would you say that that's, that's the trend you guys have followed as well? It is, it is. But those really super large contracts kind of scare me also. Yeah. Um, and they always have, because when yeah. they're gone, you know. That leaves a big hole in the books. Yeah. So well, well actually um, speaking of that, what's the what's I mean, without saying the name of the company, of yeah. course, what's the largest contract you guys have closed to date? I don't mind sharing one. Um, one of our largest is Dr. Prager's frozen foods. Mm. Um, you might see them in Whole Foods frozen food aisle. Okay. Yeah. 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 And that's that's in the is that a, a very large contract or is it you know? I mean, it depends on who you're asking these, you know, not in figure agencies, definitely not. Yeah. Probably shoot them away. But for us, yeah, it's a pretty large one. Pretty big contract. Yeah. We like the um, 10 to $30,000 a month contracts, but um, definitely shoot for the, for the much bigger ones as well. Okay. So that's, is that what you said? It's like your average contract size then is those 10 to 30,000. We're we're moving towards that being the average. So how do you close a $30,000 contract? That's something that I think a lot of, a month's contract. I think that's something I a lot think of people want to know. Closing them is the same process as closing a smaller $1,000 a month contract. It's building the relationship to talk to the right person right. Um, within the organization, which is very key. And, um, you know, you got to hire the right people to shake the right hands for that. Yeah. You can right. have the, the most talented salesperson in the world, but, um, you know, a lot of them like to talk about, you know, these upper crust type of, um, high snobbery, you know, type of stuff. And, um, you know, you, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta put the right people with the right people. Right. I definitely get that. And, you know, thank you, uh, just to kind of wrap it up here. I know we're, we're hitting that 15 minute mark, but, okay, no problem. Um, you know, I usually do a bit of a lightning round here towards the end. Okay. Just for, for benchmarking, we, you know, typically people like to uh, be able to compare your success with, you know, kind of where they're headed and especially younger agencies. But how old are you? I am 42. 42. And uh, how long has your agency been in business? 2009. Okay. So about 12 years. Got it. Yep. Any book recommendations, business book recommendations? Cashvertising. Cashvertising. Who's yeah. that? I don't know, but it's um, 
you know, you look at it and it looks like one of those, uh, looks, looks a little shady, but, um, been around for a long time and it's, it's big on copy, right. but it's got a heavy sales focus as well. I love it. Well, copy is king. That's something I'm definitely learning now as I'm getting older, for sure. I think it's the most important thing. Uh, once you have a good product and a good service and great client testimonials, it's like copy is right. so important. Who's but, the uh, base camp guy? Who's the base camp guy? Just oh, that's, um, God, I forget his name, but I know exactly what you're talking about. I like about. his books too. Yeah. The 37 Signals books. Mm, 37 yeah. Signals. I haven't heard of that one before. I'm going to have to check him out. Um, yeah, I heard the guy. He, for sure. he, he'd be great to have on the show. Yeah, definitely. Try get him on. Yeah. I'll try to get him on. And, and would you say, I think you touched on it, but would you say the end goal is to harvest your agency or sell the agency at a certain point? I'd like to hand it off to my kids. Yeah. Yeah. That's a common theme. I see. I hear that a lot, actually. Handing yeah. it off to the kids. Hopefully it's better than succession. So. Right. Um, right. <laughs> but I hear that a lot. Like oh it's a my pretty God. common theme in the marketing agency world is, um, once you hit over like 35, I've noticed that everybody says they want to hand it off to their kids. And then once you're under 35 and you have a multi-million dollar agency, it's like, I just want to sell it and jump into tech. That's like the common right. theme I hear on sure. both sides. So it's, it's very interesting. It just, I guess it just comes with age. But how would you value the agency today? Like, if, is, would you base it on revenue? Would you base it on EBITDA? And then like, what would that multiple be if you had to give it I feel number? like it's always, I, you know, I have people emailing me all the time, you know, and they, they'll hit me with what they think the valuation is. And it's almost always based on the contracts. Mm -hmm. So like two years times revenue. I don't so know. So 2X revenue? Yeah. Yeah. But um, I've never bought or sold a business. So I, I don't know. <laughs> hey, yeah. only, uh, I think it's like 20% of people who list their companies actually sell it. So it's pretty, wow. it's pretty hard to sell your business, um, even though it sounds yes. so easy, but it's pretty hard. But thank you so much, Patrick Coombs. And uh, I don't know why I said your last name. Thank you so much, Patrick. Um, That's okay. I think it was just a catchy last name. You know, Lucas like, James. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Lucas Absolutely. James. <laughs> Thank you so much for having you on the show. And uh, is there anything, you know, people can do to get in touch with you or is there anything, you know, you want to share? Maybe people can hit you up about or. I'm on Twitter all the time. You can hit me up on Twitter. P M K O O M. Always available to answer some questions. Just uh, be good to your clients. Be good to your staff. Great note to end on. Well, everybody, this is Patrick with Elite Strategies. Uh, great interview. He scaled a multi-million dollar agency and looking to hand off the business to his kids. So best of luck mm -hmm. to you, Patrick, and thank you for being on the show.